0: Welcome to Why wow Wonders Why, a companion podcast to smart enough to know better. This episode is titled uh, Book Club Online. There are any great books out there you can purchase from many great publishing houses, but sometimes, listeners, just sometimes, someone writes a free bit of fiction online, and it's not rubbish. In fact, it's really good. And this time, Natasha wanted to talk about some free offerings you can find on the internet. We're back with another book club. The last one was so popular, we had to record another one. With our guest of honor again, Natasha. Hello again, Natasha. Hi, Greg. Now, look, listeners, I'm, I'm going to come clean. We're, we're recording the seconds after you just heard the end of the last one. So, no, so, so weeks. See
1: behind the weeks, curtain.
0: Weeks and weeks have passed for you, but actually it's been moments. I just don't like lying to the listeners. I don't like doing it.
1: But- oh, that's so kind. <laughs> you know, you know, books are just lying to the listeners, right? Like that's all that, books are. That's what fiction is.
0: That's all that's, that's, that's what? Hang on a minute. What? <laughs> you mean it's not real? I thought it was all real. I made some terrible life choices. (laughs) But one of the reasons I wanted her on this podcast is she made me laugh a lot. Uh, One day we were working together on something and driving her to the airport. We had an hour and we talked books and movies with a whole lot of other people as well. So I brought up a book, which I absolutely loved and... Everyone else I thought loved as well. And so I bounced into the conversation going, oh, my goodness, Natasha, you must have seen this book. And it's called The Martian by Andy Weir. (laughs) (laughs) And Natasha responded like no one had ever responded before. I've got nothing but praise for this novel. But Natasha, you have an interesting take on this. Would you mind sharing... (sighs) Your take on the Martian place?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I'm happy to. Happy, just so happy. This Do is a surprise. Is um, it, yeah, no, is I, I'm just glad that that was a straight road because probably the sort of shriek of exasperation. If we have been in, in like city driving, it would have been quite dangerous. Yeah. Okay, so... Where do I start with The Martian? For listeners who somehow managed to avoid this book, it's a astronaut who's on an expedition with with some some mates, some colleagues, and they're all somehow very incompetent. <laughs> uh, and they leave him behind. It's like a sort mm. of Home Alone, mm. but on Mars. Mm-hmm. So he's left behind on Mars, and they've all they've all left, and they've left him for dead. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they think he's dead. At they think
0: point. he's dead. Yes, yeah. no one can survive. No chance of survival. No chance of survival. But he does survive. So he does,
1: and and he's got some disco tapes mm-hmm. and a plucky sense of MacGyverism, mm-hmm. and poop. he MacGyvers. A bunch of potatoes out of some poop, <laughs> and he does some chemical reactions mm-hmm. to make oxygen and so yeah. forth.
0: He gets a radiothermal generator that was buried the ship's radiothermal generator, puts it in the, the rover so he can stay warm, so he won't freeze to death. As they point out, it's not very safe, but he has other problems to worry about. Yeah,
1: he's got he's, sort of near term issues, yeah, yeah. um, rather than like long term <laughs> sterility. Anyway, <Yes. laughs> so he's he's there eking out survival on the Martian surface, and he's got I science do,
0: the shit out of it. As he's he likes got the to, science so. generator, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and,
1: and I. You know, fine. I, I like that. I used to read those sort of survival books when mm. I was a kid. Like kid gets trapped on the other side of a mountain and mm. has to eat berries for four days and build a little shelter and things like that. You know, there's a kind of yep. escapism. Oh, how would I deal in that circumstance? You sort of, it's very easy to transpose yourself into those shoes and, mm. and enjoy that adventure. So fine. That's, that's, that's all <laughs> fine. And, and a lot of the science, you know, I think this book got a lot of kudos for being accurate. Mm. And, you know, talking about science in a not patronizing way and engineering, really, this is all engineering, but mm-hmm. nor was it so jargony that you couldn't get through it. At least, science, mm. I, you know, it was fun. Yeah. Right. The issue for me is the sort of ethics of the situation. So here he is on Mars, mm-hmm. which is really far away from Earth, mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. mates have all gone off home. Now, mm-hmm. if you know anything about like orbits and, and energy... It it takes a lot of energy to get a spacecraft to Mars, right? Mm. So it, in order to rescue him, in order mm. to pick him up, this is going to be a fantastically expensive endeavour.
0: Yeah. And a and long time too. They're to, they have to swing all the way time. back to Earth and swing yeah. all the way around, accelerate and, and use the Earth as a slingshot to get back to Mars. Yeah. In, in a short period of time, which is only like nine months to a year sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Be- because you've only got, you know, these certain orbital windows and mm. it just literally just takes that much time to go mm. into planetary space. Yes. Okay. Okay so his mates are like hey we want to go back now that we know he's alive because he sent us a message or something mm. and NASA and everybody on earth is like maybe like just don't because if if you go back that's like a significant fraction of the earth's industrial output. Yeah,
0: it is, yes, um, yeah.
1: for for like one guy. So maybe maybe don't do that and then his shipmates are like, oh yeah, we're going to do it anyway. And then people on earth are somehow get behind this. They it's rally, like, yeah, they rally behind it like, save the
0: Martian and, yeah. save
1: the Martian. Yeah. So, I think where I really nearly like threw the book through the wall <laughs> was when there's this group of Japanese scientists who've been working for like 30 years to build a spacecraft or a satellite or a rocket or something, and it's going to be, answer well, so all these fundamental questions about the universe. Mm. And they're like, you know what? We're going to donate this to the cause of saving the Martian. Mm. And then they do, and then it doesn't work. And I just could not help but put myself in the shoes of all of those frustrated scientists who'd literally just watch their entire career yeah. go down the toilet for the sake of one freaking exceptionalist American on the surface <laughs> of Mars. Like, unbelievable. Yeah. And so they do that. And then I think there's some other last-ditch, you know, they, they, they rescue spend him, yeah. 20% yep. of the world's GDP and, and <laughs> this one guy. And I'm just like, this is so, so unethical. Like, if <laughs> if I were on the surface of Mars, I, I probably would, if, you know, try and send a last message, right? I would mm. send a last message to my family and my friends and mm. he, you know, he's got a couple of months. I'd probably mm. write some memoirs, take some sign <laughs> samples, you yep. know, yep. meditate, think mm. about things. But I would definitely not say come and rescue me. I mean, what is mm. it with Matt Damon needing rescuing? On like planets, it's it's just, it just constantly needs rescuing. Damon in distress. uh, Very good. Very good. Thank you. I like it.
0: Thank you. Like,
1: I, if I were on Mars, I'd probably have a bank account on Earth. Uh, (laughs) like, I probably, you know, if you, if you're an astronaut on Mars, you've probably got some savings. Mm. I would say take family, take what you need. Obviously, I'm sure the death payout in the Mm -hmm. line of sight. Oh yeah. Yeah. The insurance is going to be great. Yeah. But but for my (laughs) remaining savings, you know, save. A thousand kids in Africa, right? Like, put this money into some medical research that's going to save some lives. Think, How about like,
0: just better training for NASA astronauts who left sure. you for dead? Like, yeah. the next, so this never happens again. How about that? I, I,
1: exactly just you know it, improve competence on these. That's right?
0: Yes, that's right. Uh,
1: or a donation to like a workplace big health and safety
0: checking or something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, what's the checklist? You know, like, are one of those clicker things when people yes, get off the yes, spacecraft? That's right. them out, And when they get back on, you <laughs> click right. them back in.
0: Yeah, you got it. There you go. solved the problem. Right? I'll yeah. buy you
1: a clicker out of my savings. So mm-hmm. I, that's where the money should go. The money should not go on rescuing me because you know the risks when you sign up. Mm-hmm. And you should have the ability to make that moral calculus and if, if we're sending people to mars mm. who don't understand that moral calculus that mm. that, that diverting you know 25 percent of the world's industrial <laughs> output for a year to save one guy they don't mm. understand that that's a bad calculation they shouldn't be going
0: you also said to me that as a researcher, you went, you realize that all the science research just stopped on the planet. Like the SK, the Square Kilometer Array, yeah. that's just stopped. Thanks. The JWST wouldn't have gone up. The, the, the James Webb Space Telescope wouldn't have gone up. It's billion, two billion bucks. They just don't have any more. Artemis mission to the moon. That's not going to happen anymore. Yeah. None of this is going to happen for decades because we saved Matt Damon.
1: One guy.
0: He, he's very handsome, though. I'll give him that. Like, oh. you know, he's very handsome man. Like that's
1: I that's not. He's, but he's I mean, sterile he, now, so he can't honestly, make more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'd probably die of cancer. Within a couple of years of getting back after so long on the Martian side. They
0: do show that in the movie. They don't, they don't say it, but they show him at the end and he looks quite frail. I mean, that's a definite choice. He's got a walking stick and his hair's gone gray and it's, and I, oh, they're really pointing out he's a sick man. Like he didn't come back going, hi, I'm Matt Damon. He's never going to be well again. Like he's always going to be ruined physically.
1: question in the movie or the book some discussion at the Mm. end about whether this was worth it perhaps you know how at the end of castaway there's like a 40 minute end of the movie and tom hanks is kind of like wandering Mm. around the u.s Mm. and when i was younger and i and i saw that i was like what's the point of this god this is so boring it's 45 minutes you know i was like teenager like oh my god i thought the movie was over it's still going (laughs) and now as an adult like that's the only bit of the film worth watching where he's looking at this great emptiness uh, that he now has access to he's marveling at technology that he didn't have access to Mm. on the island he's trying to rebuild his ability to have relationships it's it's about coming back Mm. right to a place and if the book or the movie had had thought about that you know and there was this coda where
0: Mm.
1: he realized that he had killed essentially Mm. several million people (laughs) and set back humanity's progress for decades centuries just by his selfishness
0: a real bummer ending
1: i mean an interesting ending (laughs) something you could get your teeth into but anyway clearly the book was written for like 17 year old me not yep. uh 30 something year old
0: so. <laughs> I love it Oh, The best, there you go so, No one should read The Martian anymore Stop reading uh, The Martian
1: No, just read it But then that you should be considering the layers beneath the surface That the author clearly didn't
0: So Andy Weir, if you're listening Come on the podcast and uh, let us know why we're wrong That'd be great But that's not here We're not just here to rag on Andy Weir and, and his terrible writing
1: <laughs> well, I that's didn't not, say anything no, about the prose no, no,
0: I still love <laughs> The Martian I'm still all for it I'm still, still a fan, big fanboy we did, last time you brought up, uh, one of the books was Blindsight, which is a free book. Uh, it was a properly, pu- properly published book, but now it is free. And so this time you're going to bring up more web-based books that people can read, or at least web-based stories.
1: Yeah, that's right. So Blindsight is like an actual published novel So, you know, you can even buy it in like a paper version, but the authors just made it available to get people into his work. Mm. It's wonderful. Cory Doctorow also does a lot of like Mm. actual novels, Mm. just makes them available. You can just download them and then pay what you want for them. Super. Yeah. But there are also all these self-published novels online. Now that's a a whole (laughs) minefield, right? Like you really don't want to be just reading every free book that Mm. you find. That's going to be not a great use of your time. But that is why we're doing this book club because I've done some of the work for you. And I picked <laughs> two of my absolute favorite free online books mm-hmm. that are both quite long. And so you basically get an incredible amount of value for money. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and they're just infinite? almost infinite. infinite. Like, they really
0: I can't divide by zero, but anyway, sure. Why not?
1: <laughs> and they really are genuinely like not, even if I had to pay for these books, mm. I, they are top in my top 10 of all time okay so i'll start with one so one is called worm Worm. right just worm which is an unpreprocessing name Mm. it doesn't sound very inspiring and it's by this person (laughs) i don't know whether they're a man or a woman or what uh called wild bow so it's very it's a username right
0: wild bow wild
1: Wild bow just one word it's as in as
0: in as in bow and arrow
1: yeah But just all one word. One
0: word, wild bow. Okay, there you go. Yeah,
1: and you can find it on Goodreads if you type Worm, Wild Bow, it'll come up. And it is about three times as long as the Lord of the Rings trilogy. But don't (laughs) let that put you off, because as you're reading it, you'll be like, I hope this never ends. So good. So the main character is called Taylor, and she is uh she starts off the books as I think she's about 17, maybe 18, in high school. And this is a world in which there are heroes and villains mm. and they have superpowers. Now, that has actually all been done a lot in the last 10 mm. years, but mm-hmm. Worm was written more than 10 years ago. So okay. it was doing super superheroes and supervillains before that was a cool thing to do. And she is bullied at school and she's not treated nicely and you know, she's really struggling and at one point some of her friends, she thinks her friends attack her they lock her in a locker and it's really vile and she's stuck in there and she has the awakening where she gets her superpowers yep. and you know like superpowers oh my god like what is she gonna be able to do will she be able to go invisible fly like <laughs> create fire uh telekinesis oh my god what's her power gonna be hmm. her power is to control insects and that, that's it. As spiders, I think. Mm. Um, okay. right. so a little creepy crawly. She can control mm. creepy crawlies with her mind. So she's stuck in the locker and she, she sees all these points of light and she sort of realizes she can move them. And it turns out that they're insects, which she immediately uses to take revenge on her horrible <laughs> classmates. So this is like the most what kind of superpower mm. that you could mm. possibly imagine. Like, oh, well, mm. how, how is a book about a girl who can control insects going to be interesting?
0: Can I, I've not read um, this. Can I just? My mind instantly went to, she now basically can hold the entire food production of the planet hostage.
1: Right. So that's the thing. Okay, you know right. how All right. in superhero movies, you think, hang on a minute, if you had that power, mm. you could do this yes. and completely break the universe. Yes. But they never do. Mm. In Worm, they use the powers to properly break. Oh, okay. So anything where you think, but doesn't that mean, oh, yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, it means that, and you can extrapolate. And the the author has done it for you, and it has yep. gone off into some crazy things. So, for instance, there's a character who can stop time Oof, for okay. for things mm. briefly, and of course, they all ha- he's they're all teenagers, so he's called himself uh, Clock Stopper, which is quite <laughs> funny. And at one point, she's up against this character who can literally freeze her, right? Mm, like it's mm. it's a, it would be terrifying. So she uses the insects. Go up his nose uh, and into his ears uh, uh, and into his lungs uh, and panicked. He lashes out and stops time.
0: Yeah.
1: for the insects who oh. are now trapped in his body. Oh no. And, and he's trapped in place by yes, the insect. So there's, there's this, <laughs> you know, there's these moments where she uses her power in a way that you think like she's mm-hmm. got, she's up against the most impossible, mm-hmm. impossible person.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then. She uses her power in a smart way or in conjunction with other characters. But also there's a great exploration of heroism and supervillainy. And mm. there's also this sort of science fiction backstory as to why do they have powers? Mm. Right. You know, usually this is never explained in have you ever watched Heroes?
0: Heroes yes, was oh, the, the it was so slayers. good and then it wasn't good. Yeah, and I was, uh, yeah. so you, no you sort of
1: think you're always on the verge of finding out why until you realise actually the writers don't know why they yes. have powers and they didn't really want to tell you yeah. that they didn't yeah, know they, where they, they, they were know. going. Unlike that, Wild Bo has a very clear idea of where people got their powers mm. and there are these excerpts that sort of start a little bit into the story which seem to be about something like sort of aliens or something it's not really clear, and as the story progresses that that thread kind of gets woven in, and you start to realize where everybody gets their powers from and why it's important and there's also these like mega superheroes who uh, this is all like standard stuff now with the boys and um invincible oh, yes yes right yep. there's all this standard yep. thing that like the superpowered the most ultimate superpowered superhero mm. is actually a baddie, yeah, but in yeah. Uh, you know, I, would, I would, she, uh, He or she wrote this book, you know, 15 yes. years ago.
0: Fascist Superman is such a well-played trope yeah. now. It's a little bit like, uh, I'm done with it now. It was fun once, but uh, yes, this was written a long time yeah. ago. So but no, it's
1: more, enough. it's, uh, a, I guess maybe a little bit more like Invincible in that the, the top superhero isn't even human. So mm. it's not really clear what their uh, motivations are mm, mm.
0: um
1: so yeah anyway it's it's really great they not been edited mm. right so it's kind <laughs> of long and you probably i think if they did ever try and make it into a series it would be like a 20 book series like it's long mm. but it's free and it's very escapist and very mm. entertaining and even though you know it does manage to touch on some really cool themes it's still every chapter is like a cool adventure story with great use of superhero mechanics, and the main character is you know she's flawed but she's she's lovable and she's well motivated, and you want her to succeed. And the stakes escalate over the courses of the of, of the the series until you know the whole fate of everything. Right, <laughs> is, is, is great. So Worms fantastic, and I read it as it came out, and that of course made it you know, more tense because Mm. every episode I'm like, Oh my God, what a cliffhanger. Uh, now it's all available. It's all finished.
0: I love love that. That's like, I'm going back in time with with things like Charles Dickens when he wrote, a Christmas carol. Yeah. All these books were released bit by bit, and everyone would pay like a threepenny bit or whatever for a. Yeah, the exactly. And so this, yeah, there's a there's a joy to watching TV shows like that, not just binging them, having them come, and everyone talks about them, and bits and pieces come out. So
1: yeah, yeah, and it was like that for oh, shit, gosh, it took them like five years to write this book, so it was a long time. It was <laughs> it was great, but it's now all available, so you can just go and grab it. The other free book that really grabbed me in the same way, right? I had the same kind of like, oh my god, is there another episode? I have to see, I have to see, I have to see, a new chapter, a new chapter. And it was also written extremely sporadically. You know, there'd be a few chapters for a few months and then nothing for like a year. Mm. It was painful, but but the anticipation was delightful. <laughs> okay, now this is just going to sound totally bonkers, but it is a fan fiction about mm. Harry Potter.
0: Okay. Uh, 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 uh,
1: uh, what? <laughs> yeah now Mm -hmm. i am not a harry potter fan i'm putting aside all the current controversies Mm -hmm. around Mm -hmm. trans people and Mm -hmm. gay people and oh my god like Mm -hmm. rowling like just be quiet Mm. stop um all of all of that like i didn't even get so far as that with harry potter right for Mm -hmm. me i was a bit too old perhaps when i was Mm -hmm. reading them i think i read the first one when i was like Eighteen, nineteen, mm. or something. I was like, this is a kid's book. It's the mm. Scooby-Doo book, you know. Oh, which is the bad teacher? Oh, it's this one. Mm. And all that stuff around, you know, putting kids in little houses and everything and all you classify them by personality like it's Mm. it's appealing when you're a kid because you Mm. want that sort of order in your life all
0: the evil kids in one one house you know
1: (laughs) it's obviously very childish and so i never really went to and by the time you know the last couple books came out where they're like camping for a few Mm. weeks it seemed very strange and they're going around trying to find cruxes. Yes, yes. Unpronounceable. Yep. It, it, uh, I just wasn't connected to any of the characters. I didn't really care. The whole thing just seemed quite like a trivial sort of kids fantasy books.
0: I had a big problem with them as well. I same thing a bit older and wasn't really into them. Everyone around me was into them. And I was basically on my hive horse because when I was a kid, I grew up with Susan Cooper's Darkest Rising. Oh
1: my God. Me too. Yes. And
0: the Darkest Rising is, you can see the, the the genetic thread of Harry Potter from the Darkest Rising Mm. from, from the, from the, he's the young, Will being the young wizard, like he's the youngest of the old ones. And like, hang on. I just had a memory when the dark comes rising, 6 she you'll turn it back. Oh, three yeah. from the circle, three from the track.
1: Wow, good and, memory, yeah. And
0: it was all very Welsh and Arthurian, mm. and and more grounded but magical. And he's, and he had three the three siblings who came and it helped him out. And and Undersea, Understone, it was all these books, yeah, and they're yeah, still the same thing. But it, it feels like they came from a similar place.
1: I, um, I guess. I mean, I found them just so much spookier. Mm. I, mean, the, I mean, I still remember the bits where like they were in a a church or something and time sort of stops and all the candles become Mm. really long. Mm. And he realizes that he's the only one still able to move and everybody else is just frozen in place. And he realizes then, like, Oh my God, like magic is real, Uh, but it's not, it's not friendly, comfy magic. It's not abracadabra. It's like, like the, like a, almost a Lovecraftian kind of underneath the surface of the world is just a dark void of, of nature and it doesn't care about us. And it's it was, a, I was very
0: paid the boy. You could see the wind and that, that kind of all. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful stuff in it. Yeah. I
1: have to confess though, with those mm. books. Oh my God. So I am married to a very lovely Welsh man, but when I met him, I didn't know Wales was a real place because <laughs> my main exposure to Wales and Cornwall was through the darkest rising series. Mm-hmm. And I read those around the same time as I read the Narnia books. Oh no. So I was pretty much under the impression that Wales. i know but you're I english know, i know uh, well yeah technically i'm scottish
0: oh scottish and guess, scotland's right. not
1: a real place any either no either no, no, no. Hardly <laughs> and we live in australia which as everybody knows is just a soundstage populated <laughs> by actors but i was it just had it wasn't like i if you'd said you know where is wales i would have said oh, it's, it's here on a map yes. but at the same time my eight-year-old self would have said you probably have to go through a wardrobe or something, <laughs> right? Like it—it it just was in the same category. I'd certainly never been there, and I just sort of thought it's a, a fantasy place because of the Dark is Rising. So it's yes. a very strange thing. As I, I went to to Bristol for university, so obviously you can actually see whales. You can go to the edge <laughs> of Bristol and see whales from Bristol. So I did have to, re- to eventually reconcile my childish kind of place that Wales was in my head versus the actual reality of it being a real principality so when uh, you, but yeah
0: when you met your partner then did you think he was like mr tumnus like he was like a kind fawn of, or something yeah, like that or yeah he was like, like pulling a, like a magical
1: like- creature yeah <laughs> uh yeah
0: and you don't yeah. you don't have to go you don't have to go over through a, a wardrobe, but you do have to cross the magical se- seven bridge. You Do
1: and you, have, you must give them you cross their palms with yes, silver, absolutely in order for the barrier to drop. Mm, abs- um, yeah. and you, so go, you can you, go
0: into the into the summer lands that is Wales.
1: Yeah, and then it just takes a very long time to get anywhere, even though it's a small country because <laughs> the roads are really small and narrow. Anyway, yeah. no. So I just it's thought I, think, I thought that's that's was, that's it hilarious. was just so dumb because I was I wasn't in the UK when I was reading those books. Like I grew up in other places. And the world Uh, okay so to me narnia and wales and cornwall were all (laughs) mystical british places
0: amazing amazing but now so now
1: (laughs) anyway harry potter fanfic right Mm, so so i don't like harry potter right Mm -hmm. i've established this i tried to watch the movies you know my fan friends went to see the movies and i was like this is just turgid nonsense isn't it this is just awful and all this stuff about Dumbledore and Snape and like, it's just mm. so long winded. Like, mm. okay, we get it. Yep. So, uh, I just was never particularly a fan, but a friend uh, a long time ago recommended this fanfic. And at the time it was just like five or six chapters of kind mm. of comedy writing. So that particularly, you know, in the early days of the internet, there was this, if you ever remember the Star Trek parodies, Mm-hmm. Right. There were these little short fictions people would write where they would take an established universe and then they would just do a straight up, like, uh, humorous, uh, sketch set in that universe. Yep. Um, and it, and it was definitely all about the humor, right? It was about, uh, roasting or, you know, m- mocking gently the, mm. the way that that universe works. And so someone had done this for Harry Potter. Uh, so it's like, oh, you know, sure. Why not? Like it'll, it'll be five minutes of, time well spent on the internet uh, and the book was called harry potter and the methods of rationality which is sort of a, what is, i mean mm, it sounds a bit like mm, a harry potter title mm, but when you think mm. about it what's a method of rationality it's yep. like philosophy or science the chapter titles they, you can see the the chapter titles on the website which i'm sure will be in the show notes and one of the chapter titles that i could see coming up was about bayesian statistics <laughs> So I was like what is happening? All right, yep. this will be this will be a laugh. Okay. Started reading. And the setup is that Harry Potter, rather than having been raised by sort of horrible abusive step-parents, mm-hmm. is raised by quite loving adoptive step-parents. Okay, and they let him have as many science fiction books as he would like to read. <laughs> he gets a decent education. He isn't bullied and all in all is allowed to sort of flourish uh, as you would hope that a child would. Mm-hmm. And Mm -hmm. and he's like a natural sort of, not a scientist exactly, but he's inquiring and curious. Mm. So when he gets the message that tells him that he's going to be a wizard and Professor McGonagall shows up and says, you're going to be a wizard. And he says, well, that doesn't work because magic isn't a real thing, is it? And she turns into a cat. He doesn't go, oh my goodness, magic is real. He says, well, I clearly don't understand how conservation of energy works. (laughs) And yeah. that is she's, how it starts, right? She
0: changed the mass, yeah. She she, she changes her mass. Yeah, so yeah. And yeah.
1: and while she's talking to him, he's thinking, How is her brain so small now and yet she's still forming language? In fact, <laughs> how is that mouth forming language at all? Mm. So it starts with this sort of gentle mockery of the universe, right? Now he when he yep. goes to Gringotts, the bank, mm-hmm. and he finds out that actually he has all of this gold and silver, and he finds out that they don't there's a fixed rate of exchange mm. in the wizarding world. But of course you can literally just walk down the road to a real bank yep. where there's a variable rate of exchange. So he very quickly finds a financial intermediary to <laughs> make some profit out of continuously <laughs> exchanging currency across yes. the two worlds. Right. And then there's none of this, Oh, he can't, he's not allowed to spend it. He's got no money. Yep. No, he's completely loaded within, you know, a few minutes yep. of, of working this out. The bag of nesting, right? There's like a nesting bag. He puts a bag of nesting in the bag of nesting, mm-hmm. right? He, he, you can, you can go all the way down. Uh, yep. and he starts testing out how magic actually works and comes to the sort of horrifying conclusion that a lot of magical objects must be conscious in some kind of limited way, which really brings into question the ethics yep. of, the of using <laughs> yep. them. Yep. I think my favorite early on is where he's talking to the sorting hat and the sorting hat is like trying to put him in a house and he's having an argument about like what what, what, this whole house system doesn't make any sense. And then he realizes that the sorting hat, when it's not on somebody's head, mm. isn't talking or speaking. And mm. he says, well, does that mean when I take you off, you die? And the hat's like, yeah, honestly, I, for me, I, my consciousness ends when you take the hat off. And he's left with this ethical problem. Like, can he even take the hat off? Because he'd be killing a sentient person. It goes from there. And the thing is, You start and it's just a gentle mockery of Mm. the world and how it works and, you know, the people in it. And I think he just dismisses, like ron weasley as a complete waste of space early on and then ron just isn't in the book he's just not there it's just just harry and hermione right, kicking right. ass. yeah um it goes through like an ender's game parody but what is really fun is that as the books progress and they explore different methods of rationality you know okay so they use things like bayesian stats to determine whether muggle blood really does reduce your magical capacity things like that (laughs) the characters of course take on their own lives Mm. and they become much more interesting Mm. than the characters in jk rowling's books because you know harry is trying to get to the real truth of things hermione really is trying to become the best wizard in the world and with the power of a time traveling device she really exploits the hell out of that um (laughs) and so they they become their own people and much more interesting there you go yeah so highly recommend it and i mean you'll miss this drama but reading it as it came out was something special because near the end there's a big confrontation
0: Mm.
1: and uh harry is put in a situation where you think I don't really understand how he could possibly get out of this. And the author, Elisa Yudkowsky, he ends the chapter with this cliffhanger. And then he says, and I have not worked out a way for Harry to get out of this. So readers, you have 48 hours.
0: Oh, my goodness. You all
1: have to send me solutions. And if you come up with a viable solution, he lives. Yep. And if he doesn't, <laughs> if you don't, he dies. And so he crowdsourced the, not the ending, but yes, like yeah. this moment. The, and the pivot he, point. The pivot point. Yep. like the bravery of just going. You know, I'll yep. just kill him.
0: I'll yep. just kill
1: him. And you can do that with a free book. You can do that with fanfic. You know, you have yeah. that flexibility.
0: Exactly right. Uh, yeah, that's amazing. And I won't even ask if Harry survives or not. People should go and read it and find. Yeah, it. You should
1: go read it. And <laughs> Yukowski is an AI theorist, so oh, that's okay. where a lot of the. Oh. questions and the thought is coming Mm. from is is from this you know deep philosophical questioning of of you know meaning and uh intelligence and uh how things work uh so he's interesting and and you should probably follow him and read some of his actual work (laughs) as opposed to his (laughs) fanfic
0: now listeners we're going to end it there thank you very much natasha for sharing uh your knowledge of all these books we have many, 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 many more books to talk about. So many. If the listeners are interested, please honestly let us know. It will really help to push these forward. Dan could not be with us for the last two. He wanted to be with us, but unfortunately, COVID and house stuff, he's still going through a lot of bad times, unfortunately. If you want to hear Dan's voice on this podcast as well, then get in contact with us and say, we want more book club. We'll bring him out like once every three months or so. We'll, <laughs> we'll work it out. Like who knows how often it'll come out. I don't know. Maybe, maybe never again. It's up to you listeners. You've got 48 hours to I tell me. I hope you me. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Natasha, uh, if people want to find you and follow you, where can they find you? Yeah.
1: You can just type my name, Natasha Hurley Walker, into Twitter. I have the, the joy of having a unique name. <laughs> Easy to find me.
0: It'll be in the show notes as well. So once again, thanks you, Natasha, and we'll talk to you again very soon.
1: Thanks, Greg. Cheers.
0: So there you have it. A couple of free, amazing books you can read online. Do you know of any online stories that people need to read? Then get in contact with us at, at SC2KB or just email, of course, Greg at smartenough.org. I would love to do another one of these book clubs in the future. And just to sizzle it a bit, I think the next one will be called Book Club Multiverse. So if you know any good science fiction about multiversal stuff, let us know. Hopefully by now you realize I'll sign off by saying that you should all look after each other and be excellent to each other. So I won't bother saying it again. Goodbye, gentle listeners. And be excellent to each other.